And we saw last time that David gets anointed as the king. And now the immediate effect of that we're holding in Perek Tazayin, Pasuk Yedadid. Straight away, and David becomes the king. So the Pasuk tells in the Pasuk Yedadid, V'ruach Hashem Sarameh Mishol. The Ruach Hashem which had been on Shol for as long as he had been the king. So now the Ruach Hashem, which means Ruach HaKodesh, leaves him. And instead of that, V'yatasu Ruach Ro Hashem. He gets beset by a Ruach Ro. And Biatasu makes him afraid. So the first part of the Pasuk is easy to understand. And that is that, like we saw, the Holy Spirit him, the person who was the leader of Ta Yisrael had a certain Sikh of Dishmai, a certain Ruch HaKodesh, which is leading them in their capacity as a Godel, in the capacity as the leader of Ta Yisrael. And now that Shal has been demoted and someone else has been chosen, so that an Hagar, which is given specifically to the leader of Ta Yisrael, leaves Shaul, and instead goes to David. So the Ruach Hashem transfers itself to David, leaves Shaul. And this is something which we find a number of times by Gedoli, that they have to make decisions which affect Klai Yisrael. And if you ask the God, like, what are you basing the decision on? Like, how do you decide some things which there's no way a person is meant to, or could have possibly understand in advance what's the right thing to do? So the answer they give is something similar to that. There's a certain a feeling that they get, and that's Hashem directing them, the same idea of the Ruach Hashem, uh, which leads Klai Yisrael via the Gedolim, who are the ones who are going to make those decisions for Klai Yisrael. The Ramban talks about this idea in, in his prayer of Baba Bastra, and the Russian Ramban, as far as I remember, is that it's talking about a Chacham, that is, that they know what's the right thing to do, they know what's the Emes, based on the Ruach HaKodesh, so to speak, which guides their actions. And that's the case, people who are always in the habit of second-guessing Gedolim, or saying they understand why God decided to do what he did. If you start a leader of Klai Yisrael, so there, is not, there isn't really an answer to that question, because the answer is, there was a certain Ruach HaKodesh, which guides what Gedolim do. There's also a concept of the opposite, that Hashem takes away the ability for them to make the correct decisions in certain times, no? Yeah, that's like you see by Shal. And when Akkadish wanted him not to be the leader anymore, then Hashem mm-hmm. takes away. And then sometimes, like we said, in times of Milcham, punishment, whatever it is, right, so then Akkadish Prophet takes it away and people don't know what to do. Uh, they say famously about the Bells of Rebbe, that when they asked him advice for the Second World War, he says, what to do? He says, I can't see. He says, the father has to point him, I can't see what to tell you. And uh, that makes a lot of sense. If a leader Klaish was given a certain Ruch HaKodesh to guide him in what he does, what he advises people, so part of the punishment, and this is the first in the Gemara and Gittin, one of the levels of punishment is that the Shem is, takes away the Chachm of the Chachamim. And that means that that Ruch HaKodesh, which is meant to guide the Chachamim in making decisions for Klai Yisrael, gets taken away from them and they don't know what to say. Shaul was a tzaddik, and is a tzaddik. Right. What should he? What should he do at this point? What should he do? So we'll see. So Shaul is a tzaddik, but he's no longer the king. He's no longer the leader, so he loses. He's not the king. No, I mean, the, as far as the Anhaga goes, which means Hashem is now guiding David and Melech. He's been anointed as so even if Shaul is still in the position of sitting on the throne, the Ma'aseh the the Siyatadishmaya, which which he would have, would have had until now, the leader of Kaisal, is taken away from him. Then you should go over to David and say, so, here's the crown and you're the king. So maybe what Shaul should have done is you should have abdicated. If you realize I no longer have the Seth of Ishmael to Paskin, and I no longer have that Ruach HaKodesh which is leading me, so then I'm going to resign. When did the Nabi tell him that? Uh, the Nabi told him Hashem is taking the mouth away from you. But uh, Shaul didn't resign. 
On the contrary, like we saw, we spoke about it then, Shaul tried desperately to hold on to the Malchus. And we saw then, Chazal pointed out, that even though Shaul was the biggest honor, and when he was appointed for the king, he tried to decline, he tried to hide. But uh, nevertheless, the Maisa, uh, once he had the kingship to give it up, he wasn't so quick to do. Do we still refer to him as a tzaddik? He was a tzaddik, yes. Right now, he's still a tzaddik, even though he's not doing... He, he, so he wasn't doing exactly maybe the best thing he could have done. But Lamaisa, overall, we look at him as a tzaddik. Either way around. So that, and that's the problem. The Chol, uh doesn't want to relinquish his throne. And in place of the Ruch HaKodesh that he had before, is now beset by a Ruch Ra. What's the idea of the Ruch Ra? So the Mufashim explained in Zayar, that any place where Kedusha was, when there's an absence of Kedusha, so the vacuum created by the Kedusha not being there, gets taken by Tumma. And that's why, for example, the Zara explains the idea of Tumma's mess. That's why a person is Tumma when they die, more Tumma than anything else. Why? Because since there was a high level of Kedusha by a living person, so there's a bigger vacuum, a bigger void created when a person dies, and that's Mimela overtaken by a Koyach Tumma. And Mimela, the same Ruach Ra, which was in place of the Ruach HaKodesh, which Shol had had originally, now that he loses Ruach HaKodesh, so it's taken by Ruach Ra. Now at this stage, the Ruach Ra isn't making uh, Shol do things wrong. It's Biatasa, he's scared of it. And as he feels that there's this Ruach Ra which is affecting him, and he doesn't know what to do about it, he's afraid of it. Um, he, did he know that David was already anointed? So that's <laughs> now. Shol's servants see this, and they say, So Shol's servants say to him, we see that you're afraid of this Ruach Ra which has overcome you. And they want to give him advice. And they say to him, We are servants and we want to help you. And therefore, as a master, you should instruct us. What do we want to do? Look for the king, for an ish, a person who is Yedeya Minagin Bakino, somebody who knows to play on the harp. And then when this Ruach Ra comes to you, so the Kayach of the Nigun, Yishakayach, will, will help you with Tavlach. It will dissipate that, that, that spirit of sadness or worry or anxiousness which is coming from the Ruach Ra. Now, here again, we meant to understand this. The Ruach Ra wasn't something which was making him do bad. It was something which he felt the void, the lack of what he had beforehand, and he was scared. And that's why they thought that playing music would help him like so to speak, restore his spirits. Now we know the Kayach of, of Negina, the Kayach of music is that can uplift the person. And that's why they said that maybe if you find someone who can play music for you, that would uh, help to, so to speak, offset the effect of the Rakhra. And that's why they said, it will, it, will, uh, it will be good for you, you'll feel better again. In other words, they also understood they couldn't replace the Ruch Hashem which left Shal, but at least he wouldn't be affected by the, the, the sadness or the worry, the anxiety caused by, caused by the Ruch Okay, so Shal accepts the advice. And here again, you see Shal realized was a problem too. It wasn't like he was unaware of the problem. Shal agrees, and he's willing to get help. Vayam Shal al-Avadov. Shal says the servants, Please look for me for somebody that, like you described, who's made to and knows how to play music well, and you'll bring him to me. Now, on the simple chat, 
It's very hard to understand why that would be a hard thing to find. We're just looking for a person who can play music. It doesn't seem like it was such a rare skill that a person could play music. Then that's, that's all Shaul wanted. And so we have to see that there's obviously more to the, his request uh, that just can you find someone who knows how to play the harp. That we have to see. Now, so what's the response? So one of the servants of Shaul, he answers him, and he says, I saw a son of Yisha from Beslechem, he knows how to play music. Not only that, but Gibor Chayel, he's a strong warrior, Vish Muhammad, when the Voin Dover. And his son person understands things, Vish Tayar, he has a striking appearance, Vashem Imai, and Hashem is with him. It sounds funny. Now, it sounds very strange. For three reasons. Firstly, it wasn't what Shal asked for. Shal asked for a musician, yeah. not a warrior. Another chachmah without anything else. Just find him a musician. You should have added and, and, and a good candidate for a king also. Right. <laughs> so that was the first point. The second point is, the how would he know that? David and Melech at this stage wasn't the warrior and the the, the Gibbon Melchama. He was a shepherd. David only comes to the battlefield much later, and he, he for the first time he fights when he goes to fight Goliath, which is still hasn't happened yet. So David at this stage wasn't a Gibra Mukhab Ish Muhammad. So it would be it, it wasn't the right thing to say about him. It, uh, maybe in the future it would be true, but uh, it definitely wasn't true at that stage. How do I know that? I'm taking the wisdom of David himself. When David later on, this is later on in the story, quite significantly later, has the story with Goliath. So he presents himself to Shaul as a candidate to find Goliath. And Shaul asks him what experience do you have in fighting. And David says, I killed a lion and a bear. We were trying to attack my father's sheep. So you see, at that stage, David had no experience in fighting. He had maybe protected the flock, but he definitely wasn't an Ishmael Khamer. He wasn't an seasoned soldier. So why would they say that about him? When maybe, like I said, we know later on David was a warrior in the battlefield. But at the stage of the story happening, that definitely wasn't the case. Um, so that's why Chazal explained that it wasn't uh, some one of Shal's servants who happened to hear know about David. As I'll explain, that this was the Echad Ben Arim was Doeg Adami. And uh, everything he said was calculated uh, against David, not for him, but rather to speak badly about him. And even though he just compliments David, but the, his point on, in complimenting David the way he did was more to set Shal against him than it was to try and help him. While Chazal... Why did he volunteer him? Why the Chazal assume that? So, let's talk a little bit for a second about Doegadev. Because it's, it's a very, he comes up a few times in the next few prakim regarding Shaul and David. A very enigmatic character in Tanakh. Especially if you look what Chazal say about him. Uh, not well known all the details of his life. Especially when you see what Chazal say about him. On the one hand, they, they could consider him a god of Torah, who there were few who compared to him. He's called the Abir Haraim, the, so to speak, the leader of the shepherds. And that Chazal said he was the Rosh of the Sanhedrin in the time of Shal. He was the Nasi of the Sanhedrin. And uh, the Gemara in Sanhedrin talks about him as being uh, superlative in his Torah knowledge. There was very few people, even in his Dar, who could compare to him. So on the one hand, we talk about Doeg Adami as being 
a tremendous Talmud Chacham, a tremendous uh, spiritual leader. On the other hand, we know that Doeg HaDoemi is one of the four people who Enem Chayich Lonim Abba. Mishra mentions him by name, but it talks about the Arab Yedjaita in the first mission in the tenth of Snerd and Chaylek, we don't know Chaylek and Abba, one of them is Daik. Why did Daik do so bad to lose the Adam Abba? So, what particularly what he did so bad was he spoke about Shnar. And he spoke about Shnar about Navi Rakhainim, and as a result of that, all of Navi Rakhainim were killed, and he made he was punished for that, he lost his Adam Abba. And as you know, it's brought in the Chavetz Chaim also that if a Baal Hashan Har is his forfeited Chayek Chayim Abba. But it wasn't just randomly that I happened to speak Lashan Har about Nevi Rakhainim, and as a result of that, he lost Lashan Abba. If you look through other Chazals, we'll find that Doeg HaDomi made it his last job to fight with David. We'll find again and again and again, Doeg went out of his way to try and fight with David HaMelech. Fight with David HaMelech. So much so that there's another Gemara or Sinsanhedrin that uh, Hashem asks David Melech, what should we do with Doeg? Because it was like he was your enemy kind of thing. And Doeg says, David says to Hashem, but Doeg, Hashem, you should forgive, forgotten forever. He should be punished forever. He should never, uh, he shouldn't be remembered in the base of Medrash. All the Torah he taught should be forgotten. We'll see. David considered him an enemy who was, and he spent his career against David. And many, many times we see this. Why? Why do you have against David so much? Why do you have against David so much? So, Bahamas, there's two different uh, hints in Chazal, what, is, what the issue was. The one was because he understood that uh, Shaul's kingship was temporary, and there'd have to be a king from Yehuda who would be the proper king to replace him. And when that would happen, he was thought he was going to lose his position. He might have been the Rosh Nehid in the time of Shaul, and the head of the Chacham in the time of Shaul, but not necessarily would that take, would that be transferred to him when there'd be a change in the, in the administration. And therefore, he was, he saw David as a rival. He saw David as an enemy who was might have taken away his position. And we made it. He wanted to use the influence he had when he still had that koyach to try and do everything he could to prevent David becoming the king. Who uh, Sorry? Is we find this in Chazal Kemat. As this is more alluded to before, we find in Chazal. And uh, for example, I'm going to see one of the other things which Doeg also engineered to try and affect David was uh, he was the basin who passed that David isn't right to be part of Klai Yisrael because uh, with the dinner of an Ammoni and Moavi, you can't come with the Kal Hashem. Doeg's basin passed that's Ammoni and Ammonis, and Moavi and Moavis, and therefore David's a soul call. He can't marry a Jew because he's from Ursa Moavia. Shmuel's basin passed not like that. And I'm going to see this was a fight between the two based ins. Well, wasn't this already a machlokes? It's already a machlokes before. And Shmuel's based in Bishaita, he passed that David is kosher. It's only a Moavi, not a Moavi. Stoic's based in argued with that. By the time of the time of Bayez, Shmuel was. No, the time of Bayez, no, the time of David. And then there was a disagreement, and it was something which each based in could pass it. There wasn't a... I mean, there wasn't a Akhra. There was a Akhra. Because Boaz died the next morning, so they had a There was a Akhra. Boaz is based in Eretz There was a Akhra. There was a But that was also one of uh, Doeg's attempts, attempts to derail David's mouthless was to pass that David isn't, isn't even Jewish. isn't even a kosher Jew. So and here also, the, that's why when someone's going to try and discredit David, so even though it doesn't mention by name, just as Echad Me'en but Chazal understood that it's talking about Doeg Adami. Now, if that's the case, 
Sendayak isn't trying to compliment David, that wasn't his interest. On the contrary, he's trying to do the opposite. And if he understood that uh, the, what he would say about David is something which would make Shaul jealous of David, so then otherwise David is just an unknown entity which no one knows about. Uh, Shaul definitely didn't know about him, and Shaul definitely didn't know anything against him, he didn't know who he was. And that's why Doeg, again, in his attempt to destroy the possibility of David becoming king, he decides, I'm going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the idea into Shaul's mind that David is his enemy, David is his competition, and he made it, he's now going to he's now going to work against David because he's going to, just like I do, he's also going to see David as a threat, a threat. And what's the way to do that? If he was going to discredit David, okay, so then he's not the guy. He's a bad person, whatever it would be. The way to do it was exactly the opposite. was to praise David so effusively that Shaul's going to think, Kido, uh, he's a competition to me. And that's what he does do. And that's what you're going to go through what he says and see that that's what he tried to do. So anything which would have been likely to cause Shaul to become jealous of David. It worked. So David already knew that David was anointed? Ah, so after, that's the last person. You're asking a very good question. That's what I wanted to still get to. How did David, how did David know about this? How did David, David know about this? He says, mm-hmm. The whole thing was done in secret. Shaul went quietly. He went for, ostensibly to bring a carbon. He called, went into Yeshua's house. He called over his children. He learned David in front of his brothers, not in front of the whole Ptah Yisrael. And he went home again. Dayak wasn't part of Yeshua's family at all. He wasn't even there. So how would he have known about this? And then he says, I know that there's a son of Yeshai. Uh, like, where, where did he come across David before Bichlal? That he would think of him as somebody that would even be a somebody who he would be worried about. Especially since David wasn't the natural candidate of his brothers to become the king, like we saw. Right, and that's uh, it's interesting. I had this question also. No one talks about it that I could find. But I'm going to what I said before. And that is, you can't underestimate Dayak. If he was the biggest Chacham of the time, he could probably also make that Cheshbon. And, also, and he, remember, he's the Rosh Hedron. He's not a, he wasn't a simple <coughs> person. And if that's the case, he's probably also trying to think, why would Shmuel have gone? What was, what was the story behind what was going on? Was he a Navi? No, he wasn't a Navi. No, he wasn't a Navi, but he would, as the Rosh Hedron, he would know what was happening. And Mimela, he would be the one to figure out, the Chayra, that the, the reason Shal had suddenly gone to Beislechem would probably be Mekayim. The heel that Shmuel had to appoint a new king. And he, and he got the right guy. And he worked there. I, I don't know what his cheshbon was. Wow. But you're talking about somebody who was considered <clears throat> the biggest chacham of the time of the, of the of Tanakh. He wasn't a simple person. So just like you can, like if you think, you have one of Agadoyim trying to make a cheshbon to try and work out what must have happened. And they, they fill the pieces together. They can work it out. We have to say the same thing for Dayak too. Anyone would have picked the oldest son, not the youngest. So what, what was Dayak's cheshbon? I don't know. He, he was such a chachan, you know what I'm saying? No, Shmuel, when he was presented with him, thought that he is the king. But the uh, Maisa, he didn't denote him. How would Doeg work to add, piece the, the evidence together later on to try and work it out? I don't know. I don't, I'm not Doeg. But I'm saying, uh, you can't put it past him. He's not of a chachan to work it out. No. Just like we find by another character in Tanakh, who's also not so well known, uh, Doeg's, so to speak, uh, equal, and of the Chitaytal. And the Pasuk says about Achitayfel also that he was a Chacham, that asking Achitayfel's opinion was like asking the Urim Batamib. So again, we're talking about a Chacham who could understand himself like and that. Very similar to that. The Gemara puts them together in the category of the two big Chacham of the time of the Nevi'im. Anyway, so Lukhari somehow, he managed to work out that David must have been the one that Shal chose. 
And because of that, so now he sees David as a threat. And Imani, he's going to try and make Shaul see David as a threat as well. And brings in the enemy into the camp. And that's why he did it. Because, right, that's exactly why he did it. He wanted, yeah. and that's another thing which you're going to find also. And that is, you know, an, an enemy, we don't know where he is. You don't know what to do about him. Whereas if you have him, watch, you can watch him the whole time. You know where he is. You know what he's doing. So he's even more under your, under your supervision. Is more, some way more under your control. And that's why also David Doug had an Indian that David should be in Charles Palace. That he could watch it. He, he knew what he's doing. Doug doesn't know where he is, what he's up to, so then what is, what's going on. Okay, so that's what he says to him. So he says, I saw, uh, now, there's another interesting also, which is actually a Midrash. And another illusion, why Chazal understood that the Pasuk wasn't coming to compliment David, on the contrary. It was coming to try and discredit him. And that is why it didn't mention by name. He says, There's a son of Yishai. Why didn't he say? Why didn't he call him by name? Why, why, why did he tell him? Yishai has a son. And you see in the next passage, for example, After Shal has information, he sends messages to Yishai. Send me your son David. So he knew his name was David. And he knew which son he was referring to. So why didn't, why didn't uh, Adaya call him by name? Um... So we see a similar thing by Moshe. When Kaisha complained about Moshe, they called him Ben Amram. Ben Amram. Uh, you see a few times Kaisha was complaining about Moshe, but that's what Ben Amram did. Why not call him Moshe? He has a name. The answer is we don't like someone, you don't want to say his name. So you're going to give him some other title, but no, you don't want to call him by name because you don't like him. And that's why you see here also, it wasn't someone, the friend of David who was trying to promote him on the country. He just liked David so much, you don't want to call him by name. And he made it, so he calls him instead, he calls him. Uh, a son of Yishai, without, even though he knew exactly which son he was referring to, but he didn't call him by name. What's interesting, I'm saying this as a side point, is that the gematria of Doeg and the gematria of David is the same. There's a balance. Doeg saw himself as like the, the counter to David, so to speak. No, that was the. He was wrong. He lost. But uh, the master, he saw himself as someone who was equal to him and was going to try and uh, work against him. The person doesn't identify Doig as by name also. It says one of the young men. Yeah. Why? why? Uh, so it doesn't identify him here. It doesn't identify him later either. Remember that Shmuel, the Navi, was written by Shmuel himself. And least until the way he died, Shmuel didn't like Doig either. Shmuel, also, Shmuel, Shmuel anointed David. And he was meant to be the king. And uh, it was his enemy too, so to speak. He no, wasn't. He uh, was yeah, it was. Uh, he, uh, both when it came to the psak about uh, if David, is David kosher or apostle, or the fact that Shmuel knew that David was the next king, he anointed him, and uh, therefore he wasn't happy the fact that David was trying to undo it. Shmuel is a nobody of Hashem. David is an enemy of the Rebbeinu Shalom. No, he wasn't an enemy of the Rebbeinu Shalom. He's an enemy of, of, of a nobody. He wasn't an enemy of the Navi. He never argued with Shmuel directly. He, he was an enemy of David. Is the enemy of David. But David is deported by Shmuel. Right. So he, he was trying his best to work against that. He couldn't directly contradict the Navi, obviously. But he came from Hashem. How is he fighting Hashem? Hashem's appointed one. So once that? again, you see, he lost. And you see, as a result of that, he lost his little boy as well. But uh, that was uh, what he saw that he was trying to do. Anyway, so he says about himself, he says, I see a son of Yishai. You're there now again. He knows how to play music. The Gibor Chayel Vishmuel Chama. He's somebody strong, uh, a Gibber Chayel. So, 
we have to see we'll see how the Gemara uses that to explain why to something which would uh, would would worry Shaul. In the Vayin Davar, Veishtayar is a person of stature, which the king has to be. Vashem Imoy, and that obviously would be the last point which would make, affect Shaul the most, because Shaul's problem was Hashem wasn't with him anymore. That's why he had the Rachra. So where did the Rach Hashem go? So to say Hashem Imoy, you're basically saying you can't tell the king he's the next king, but you can say I see the Rach Hakadosh has gone to him. Shaul himself understands that that means he's coming to replace me. So we'll go through all the tomorrow all the different. Uh, Terms used, the Ha'ichan was meant to rile up Shol, meant to worry Shol. Uh, that was the way he tries to introduce David as a potential enemy for Shol, which was all Lashon Hara. The Chavetz Chaim says that to praise somebody in a way where it's going to be bad for him is Lashon Hara too. And that was what David was doing. The Ish 